Welcome to the UK Consult Weekly Podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Daddo, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello and welcome to Jono and Elt's weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation. Now we're tearing up the rule book this week, Jono, and the schedule as we have a very, very special guest from the world of education and we're only into week 11. It's only our second ever special guest. Are you excited? I am very excited. We need a drum roll. We do need a drum roll for that, and I was going to play a song like Sweet Caroline or something like that, but we won't go that far with it. Um, now, before we introduce them, now, Jono, I know you ran a massive Twitter poll last week with overwhelmingly high um, response rates based on what makes a great podcast. So can you share the outcome of that with us, and then we'll introduce our special guest. Um, interestingly, there were four options. Uh, Judge Jono, uh, which I think is me. Um, yes. Special guests, of which Caroline has won this week. Stat of the week and Mel Drew moments. And it, obviously this was a very popular poll and it drew in yeah. a, a grand total of three votes. Oh, so that was me, you and one other person then? Yeah, and one other person. <laughs> so it's, we're not going to draw too many conclusions from this week's findings. No. But um, yeah, so it's an even spread pretty much, as you can imagine. Uh, no, not one particular aspect um, standing out, but um, yeah, I yeah. think you know, I think we're going to have to do better. It's quite hard to drill down and analyse those results in any detail, isn't it? When you think about it, it certainly is. I mean, I'm not. I'm really not going to share this with our colleagues in the market research world. I think we'll keep this one between us. Yeah, we'll just. It's a pilot. <laughs> Yes, also, I noticed that one of the options you gave was special guests. Now, yes. fair, we've only had one before, so you can't expect thousands of people to start voting for that when there hasn't been a representative sample you know, to go with. Without any further ado, I'm delighted to announce that we are joined this week by none other than Caroline Drummond from one of our existing client partners, Study Group. A very warm welcome, Caroline. Hi, hi. Very, very happy to be with you this morning. Excellent. And just before we move on to some questions around study group and um, the courses that you're running online and your usage of Engagement HQ as well as part of that, what do you think makes a great podcast in your view, just generally? I suppose you want to give lots of tips. You want some real life stories. Um, you want some new ideas um, that are going to be stimulating listeners to try new things. And that's really that's that's where we're going wrong, Johnny. We haven't got any of that, have we? No, I've just taken down some bullet points. <laughs> yeah, I might write up a detailed report based on these findings. This is gold so. dust, Caroline. Um, <laughs> it's, great, it's great to have you here, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Nice to be so here. Moving on to study group then, tell us about your role there and in particular your Prepare for Success course and the transition that you've been making to online learning with your students. So study group actually works with international students in UK and Europe and we work with partner universities and we get our international student ready to then move on to their chosen course at university. My particular role at study group is to prepare students even before they join our centres. So yeah. we've got a product, a course called Prepare for Success. 
which is an online course. And students complete this course ahead of starting their pathway with us in centres based in the UK and Europe. Okay, that sounds good. And how have you found that transition to online learning? Because I know you've traditionally had those campuses at London, Brighton, and I believe you had a Cambridge one as well. So, yes, no, we have got 19 centres across, 17 in the UK and one in Ireland, one in Holland. Most of our centres have now been delivering, obviously, due to COVID-19, the courses online. Uh, The particular course I work on was always online and is always going to be delivered online because this is a course they do ahead of actually moving to the country. The idea is to get them prepared before they come. So we know that some of our courses are starting again in September, either in centre or blended or or fully online. But the courses are carrying on and they're going to happen in September. Brilliant. And in terms of, because you you recognised quite early on, as a lot of education providers are now doing, I think you were probably ahead of the curve in, in this respect as well, a need to give online learners more than just an excellent course and excellent tuition and feedback on their actual coursework. Um, and that's where our kind of partnership came in with you using Engagement HQ to facilitate a much more inclusive environment where people can share ideas and have discussion forums and things like that um, that just builds more of an online student community beyond just the online course. What's your experience of that been like? No, absolutely. I think earlier on when discussing the, the, the way we wanted the course to go and obviously because it's online, we were really keen to push what we call the student-generated content and, yeah. and the, the aspect where things that would happen naturally in class where students will join in groups and share their ideas and interact to replace this by using a platform that would allow us to have those exchange of ideas, sharing of ideas. The fact that our students come from all around the world makes it even more exciting because when we set up a subject, we then have a view from 50, 80 different countries. So it's fascinating for them. They're learning so much through their peers as well. And they're already engaging with it. I have to say, we weren't quite sure how much students would actually use the forums, but I was just looking before this morning, and I think we've had more than 7,000 posts. Wow. Uh, And and we are learning how to use it as well from an education perspective. So we are making it as part of our learning sequence now. So they start by learning some facts. They do some interactive activities on our learning VLE, on our platform. But then we get them to produce a piece of work or and to share it with others for feedback, or we get them to share their thoughts or to tell us how it's happening in their country, to be re- you know, share reflections. And yeah. that's very often now we make sure that in the instruction, we really encourage them to interact with each other. And we've seen some beautiful interactions happening online. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed you set up obviously a lot of projects and one one that really caught my eye and I think we alluded to it, John, the other week in one of the podcasts was the Art Club Ideas Board. I mean, if you, were there any other particular highlights so far where you've seen a lot more interaction and good, really great quality interaction in what you've done? I think I think the the uh, the art club is is a fascinating one. As part of our project, we also offer what we call an enrichment program for our students to join lectures and clubs together. And very regularly, we've got an art club, and the tutors are fantastic. And the very first one, they they learned how to draw 
uh, gorillas and elephants. And then we encouraged them and we said, oh, actually, what about you share what you've been doing during that session? And they did. And we had about 100 wonderful gorillas there. And then we, since then, we've been using it for all sorts, uh, photo montage and also for part of the course as well. Yeah, one of the ones that we really encourage them to interact is they've got a session where they develop their intercultural skills. Yeah. And we wanted them to develop their intercultural competence. So we wanted them to kind of explain things from their country, then show that they're curious about other people's country by asking questions and then start interacting in that way. So we gave them very clear instruction about how the interaction could go. And they really used that. Um, and they started asking each other questions from Bolivia to China to Malawi, wherever in the world they're based and, and learning from each other and asking each other questions about their cultures and, and things that they're proud of, etc. So that was brilliant to see. They also, the quality of what they produce is amazing. I think that the quality of the reflection, we had one on that very same session about the importance of dialogue for world peace. And we could have written a book. That's what they've done, really. It was wow. it was wonderful. It was really high-level engagement. And it shows that they're engaging with the content of the course, but they also have, they're quite happy to have a place where they can express themselves at the end of it as a kind of a, a final piece and a part of it as well, through it as well. So no, it's, it's working very, very well. Another funny one that I could mention is we've asked them to share their favorite dish and to cook it and write the instructions and oh, yeah. uh, take a picture of it. So we now have a wonderful um, family favorite uh, recipes from all around the world and I said to them as soon as all our cohorts have completed this summer course then we will put it together in a nice pdf and we'll share with all. Hey wow yeah. that sounds fantastic I'd like a copy of that. <laughs> yes definitely I want to I love cooking yeah. so yeah Brilliant. Be great. Well Caroline then it sounds like the the students are actually getting a lot of emotional benefit and um, confidence and, from, and other things as well. I mean, you'll know more about it than me, but I, it sounds like from engaging this way, they're getting a lot of benefits. I agree. And actually, that was uh, intentional. We were really hoping that um, we were, our course is not strictly what we would call an academic course. We really wanted it to be a course where we build their confidence before they prepare their studies. They come to, to study here in UK and Europe. And we wanted to really push the communicative aspects and the type of activities we do on our VLE, you know, include speaking, listening, all the different skills. But we found that for a, a vast majority of students, they've actually build that confidence in, in writing a few words in English, a few sentences, and, and we're now building the level of what we're asking them to produce. And we believe it will be really beneficial for them because they will have been used to now, you know, not only attend live sessions, but to read text in English, to interact with others, to start building friendship and, and curiosity and excitement about what's coming up. So we're very, very pleased because at the end of the day, actually, if you read the research to learn a, a language and, and the communicative aspect and the fact that you're engaging for a purpose is really important. So making sure that the content of what you give them on forum is relevant to them, is exciting to them, is half the battle, really. Yeah, wow. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. Now, I couldn't help but notice, Caroline, on a, and it could have been a slip of the keyboard, or it might be that you're a very harsh marker, but you gave us an 8 out of 10 for our service. <laughs> and we're, we're always encouraging the greatest transparency across local councils that we work with and things like that. In terms, So in, in the interest of being totally transparent, we're happy to reveal that you gave us 8 out of 10, but also <laughs> to invite you live to tell us what we could do to make that a 10. Well, I suppose it's it's a brilliant product, and I think uh, for us, it's been really 
key to the success of our course. And we're very, very pleased to have found, and actually we're lucky that somebody mentioned that your company existed and that's what you were doing. I'm supposing yeah. we're using the product in slightly a different way that you're used to. So we yeah. don't have like a whole website with all the product together. We are actually extracting the tools individually and we place them within the learning sequence. But there yeah. are aspects of that that then means that the system might not fit our purpose just as well. So, for example, our students end up in the main page where they're all the forum listed, which we don't yeah. want them to. So we've yeah. been trying to hide that. But we haven't quite managed to do that. So things no. like that, I suppose, it's like we could work together and see how we can, you know, continue developing it together so it fits maybe for our purpose, a, a yeah. closer fit. But overall, I would say I would highly recommend anybody considering having an engaging to, a, a place for students in education in particular to engage and communicate and share their views to contact you and, and, and come and work with you. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, as you say, a very different setup. So with many of the clients we have, obviously in the in the learning environment, you know, every higher education or education provider generally has a virtual learning environment, whether it's a Moodle or other platforms are available. So in this case, yeah, it did present us with a very different challenge of, of participant single sign-on through that Moodle. Yes. And mm. therefore it being a seamless user journey for the student to go straight into, like you say, an art club board or a different mm. activity. And so it was a really, really exciting challenge that it presented us with. And of course, we would work with you over time to improve that process um, as and well. I think you've raised that challenge. I was um, talking to Darren the other day, who is overseeing all the forums for us and is our kind of forum person on the team. And he was very complimentary of your IT support. So yeah. he's saying that they normally answer. By the time you you click send, they're basically here answering. Yeah. <laughs> so he <laughs> was he was very very complimentary, and he said it's it's remarkable quality of the of the support that you get. So um probably that was probably a bit of a, a harsh no, way of not. marking. <laughs> and, um, in France, eight out of ten is very very high. Maybe that that comes from there. Yeah. No, and it's great. It's, it's a great score. <laughs> I know one of your colleagues, Jabs, gave us a, a ten. I think. Oh, uh, brilliant. Darren, Darren wasn't far off with a seven, but it's it's great to have that room for improvement, especially as I say, in, in something which was slightly different for us to have to set up and pose yeah. a lot of different challenges. But it's great yeah. that we've worked in close partnership to make a success of it to date. And obviously we can always we can always improve on that in every sector that we that we work across, it poses us different challenges. Um, yeah. so um Caroline, I think this ability, you know, this ability to extract tools the way that you have done is, is something that other people will want and something that we're starting to look at or have been looking at. So it's quite exciting to be able to have had a go at it without necessarily, you know, setting something up for that purpose, if you know what I mean. It's it's great when people hack the um, product. <laughs> yes. We definitely have. We've broken it down, haven't we? Um, and actually, if you wanted, I'm quite happy to meet with you and discuss ideas as well of things that some of the type of tools, how we would use them if there were a few changes to them. So, so okay. very happy to have a brainstorm session together. Sounds great. One thing that just sort of jumped into my mind is that with, you know, with this volume of activity, with 7,000 posts that you mentioned and, and other things going on, you're going to have a lot of data, aren't you, uh, to analyze and interrogate and, and look at in many different ways. I mean, it might, it could even be a way of just sort of getting into the emotion and understanding and the kinds of stories and words that the students are using. Are you going to be able to use it that way? Yes, what we do is since the like the fifth week of the course, we've got a team of 42 tutors, uh, personal tutors. So the students have been put in their tutor groups 
And part of the responsibility of tutors is to spend an hour or two a day looking at the forum from that particular week and making sure they interact with the students and they engage with them and they answer them. And like I said, I think we didn't do, do that so much the first week or two, but now we're making sure in our instruction that we encourage students to interact with each other as well and give them instruction to go and do something in particular. It's not just somebody putting something and it being forgotten. There is some interaction, there is some learning um, in between students and with tutors as well. Brilliant. Well, in terms of, so we normally have, Caroline, a stat of the week. My stat of the week is absolutely the 7,000 posts that you just alluded to. So that's, that <laughs> trumps anything else that I could have raised at this point. Have you got anything, Jono, for this week? A new survey that's come out on behalf of British Future. So they're just trying to test out how people are responding to COVID-19 in terms of togetherness. Yeah. And, what, and the stat is 62% think that we need to learn to disagree better. As a society, we've lost the ability to discuss politics without getting angry and abusive. And I thought, ah, you know, that's interesting in itself, but also you know, that links into what we do in terms of creating better environments for dialogue and discussion and debate. So it was interesting to see that there's, there's an actual sort of benchmark out there. And that was a, that was much better than our opinion polls. So that was about 2,000 <laughs> respondents. And I think they did it properly as well. So, yeah. I wonder if that's been kind of polarised. Obviously, there's such polarised opinion around Brexit. I wonder if they'd run that poll before the Brexit debate, if that would have been quite a lot lower, whereas people were disagreeing slightly more reasonably on things and not getting too angry. <laughs> yeah, there may well be. I mean, there's quite, it's a really interesting study because also there's, you know, the vast majority of people think that there's an appetite for social connection. And then this is a lot of this is linked to changes in behaviour, how people have had to come together as communities, you know, during lockdown and things like that. So, um, it's another stat now. 80% of people agree that it's important for people to have the opportunity to meet and interact with people who are different from themselves. So some some interesting things in there. I think we could yeah. put that one in the blurb. Yeah, and on a global level, that speaks to what you were saying, Caroline, about how people and how the students have really embraced the idea of getting to know each other more rather than just thinking of themselves sitting alone studying online and actually you know, really drawn out a lot of ideas from each other and engagement with each other as well. Yes, absolutely. And I think we've had some feedback, some wonderful feedback from some students saying how helpful it's been for them during this lockdown to, to have the opportunity to have that interaction. That's really nice to know that doing the course has been a nice way for them to, to spend the lockdown. Yeah, just fostering a really great sense of togetherness, even yeah. though they are, you know, at this point in time, quite a long way apart. So it's, yeah, uh, exactly. it's really good to see. Now, we, well, Jono usually has about 10 Mel Drew grumpy moments every single week. You, you strike me as an extremely positive person, Caroline. Nothing would ever get you down in any scenario. <laughs> um, do you have any particular grumpy things that, that might have touched you this week or recently? Um, not that I can think of, actually. Not that there you, you go, say that. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they would be. No, I'm actually quite excited. I'm quite the other way around, I think. I'm looking forward to where we're going with, with the course and I'm really positive in seeing how international students are opening their minds to new concepts, new ideas, concept of yeah. identity, of culture, of, uh, of togetherness and, and preparing themselves for their studies and they're, they're really highly engaged. Uh, this course is optional and yet they're all there. Um, yeah. You know, many of them are there engaging with it and, and quite excited about it. So it's, it's beautiful to see that, you know, this is the youth of today. 
Oh, that's brilliant. We should have you on every week because it will start <laughs> over time. So that positivity will rub off on Jono and his Meldrew moments will decrease over time, I reckon. Um, did you have any this week, Jono? So the background to this, Caroline, is that as <laughs> there's a book, a good, I'd say, friend now, Elton, of ours, yeah. Carol E. Wire. And she wrote a book called How Not to Murder Your Grumpy. And it's about, um, it's, I think it's, you know, it's fair to say it's about, it's about men getting grumpy as they get older. And I've, yeah. certainly, I've certainly noticed that, you know, I, I'm a lot more grumpy. So we try and bring this into the podcast every week and then we try and bring it back to our work. Um, so is it a piece of bad practice we've seen out there that's made us grumpy? So last week was a really bad consultation um, that we've noticed online. And this week, I haven't really got anything like that. Although my, my dog Hector is constantly barking at the moment. He's, I think he's getting a bit old and he doesn't really know what he's barking at. So that's that's getting me a bit grumpy. And he's been doing that. He's been doing it all the way through this podcast. So I'm going to have to apologise to our listeners for that. And then seagulls as well, because uh, during lockdown, the seagulls went into some, because I live by the sea, and they went into some kind of sort of calm meditation because there were no visitors. And now all the visitors have come back. The seagulls have gone a bit crazy again. And they, they when the sun comes up at whatever time it is now, is it half four or something like that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they are going absolutely crazy. So I'm getting a daily wake-up call from the seagulls. <laughs> I know that one. Yeah. I know that one. <laughs> and that's making me quite grumpy. But I don't think I'm not the grumpiest. I think one of our colleagues received a surprise delivery of Lynx, Marmite-scented Lynx body gel and, oh, no. and, and body spray. Because we got because a lot of our colleagues are Australian, Caroline, we've got a bit of a battle going on between Vegemite versus Marmite. Yeah. And, and one of our colleagues was sent a surprise package of marmite scented shower gel and body spray so i think they were, i think they might have been quite grumpy about that i think if yeah if if that person had been the special guest this week i think it would have been a probably a two-hour edition just yeah. of him talking about that <laughs> no i had one and it was the death of potential death of comedy um wow. now on the news this morning an, an actual comedian from birmingham was calling for jokes about Brummies to be banned. So this is coming from a comedian themselves, claiming it's classist. Oh dear, wow. It just made me quite grumpy because I was thinking, well, A, if you went to see that comedian, what would it be like? Because <laughs> what, what sort of material would they have that would really make you laugh if that's the kind of the angle they're coming from? But yeah, it just made me think, wow, is, is it going to get to the stage where comedy kind of doesn't really exist or we have to find things that aren't that funny, really funny to kind of keep, keep it going? Just just fake laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's all I had in terms of... In terms of well, I think that could be your homework for next week. I've got last week's homework that I haven't done yet. Oh, yeah, I haven't done that. Oh. No, no, that's um, Ferry and Harbour Authority Port Trust, the letter F. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, actually. I like that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll save it to next week in, in the interest of time. No, well, thank you so much, Caroline, for joining us. Is there anything else you'd like to like to add it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on i'm sure um as you say we do have client roundtable meetings and you'd be welcome to join us for the next one of those to discuss your experiences giving that really valuable education perspective in there as well yeah that would be great yes i'd be very happy to do that i just wanted to say a big thank you you know for being so great to work with so thank you for inviting me today as well thank you thanks very much I'm just going to say if, for, if maybe for next week 
I think maybe we might want to start taking requests. So if anybody out there listening has got a topic that they'd like us to cover, um, an example of a really good project that they've been working on, if they've got a, a joke they want us to tell, then by all means, get in touch because I think we're probably, we're on 11, 11 podcasts. I think it would be good to um, get some uh, get some input from people in terms of things they want us to cover. Absolutely. Yeah, we can do special requests. We're like one of those 80s traveling disco type people, aren't we? We just won't do ABBA. That's the only it thing. won't be long before we're doing phone-ins. <laughs> phone-ins phone -ins and chats. That'd be, that'd be quite good. Yeah, Q&A phone-in. Yeah. We'll bear it in mind. Well, Thank you so much, Caroline. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you, you Johnny. Thank you, Alton. Have a good day. And you. Until next time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.